Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Marnie Sledberg. Great to have you with us this afternoon for a program about collaboration, creative collaboration in marriage, ministry, and life with our guests Greg and Julie Gorman. And during the next hour, we're going to be talking about the power of collaboration, how to thrive in marriage and other collaborative relationships, how to discover the purposes of any partnership, and also how to create healthier relational habits for best possible results. Together, Greg and Julie, our guests today, coach and inspire individuals, organizations, and couples to maximize their potential and embrace life to the fullest. Their ministry focuses on the core values of excellence, integrity and authenticity in relationships and you can learn more about them at gormanleadership.com welcome you guys so excited to have you with us this afternoon yay we're so glad to be here what a great pleasure it is to be with you again marnie (laughs) well it's always fun to be chatting with you guys and i love your approach to life and collaboration and i'm excited to share this with um, our listeners today and you guys have been working for quite a while toward a collaboration that's kind of coming together this this weekend as well as into the new year maybe greg tell us just a little bit about that well we've uh, obviously we've been ministering to couples uh, from our own experience for about two decades now and uh, we have five books on the market. They can be purchased just about anywhere that books are sold. But Amazon's probably got the best deal right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're really excited about a uh, program that we're launching uh, on November 25th of, of this year that is really a year-long mentorship for couples where we can just provide some real inspiration and encouragement for them through weekly videos and uh, a couple of calls each month and um, just all kinds of good stuff to keep them encouraged and really deal with some of the practical things that we that we encounter in marriage because you know we all need encouragement and uh, we're all looking for ways where we can connect better and and have more fun together and and you know just really honor god with our relationship the best that we can Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you guys can learn more about that at GormanLeadership.com. And I think I'm actually going to be in the air during your live um, during your live teleconference or tele-summit uh, there. Uh, is that If you miss that one live on the 25th, is that going to be recorded where you can listen to it afterwards? Yeah, and actually I would encourage listeners to go to the MarriedForAPurpose.com website and actually, there, Marnie, they're going to be able to register uh, for the call. Uh, they can get the audio recording of that call if for some reason Great. they can't join it live. 
And the great thing is, is if they register early, they get a bonus gift that is a nice. lot of fun. So they're not going to want to <laughs> miss out on that. And, hey, you know, you register, you put your name in there, and you get a free gift. That's that's a – I love America. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we love and I love living questions. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I always right. say I want to make a terrible, terrible pioneer woman. So right now is a good time in history for me. <laughs> oh, I love it. We're with you. All right. Well, the reason I invited you guys here, besides that you're just awesome and I love your ministry, is because I really love your approach to collaboration in marriage. And you carry this through to the rest of your life as well, uh, whether it's business, ministry, or just life in general. And so this is what we're going to be talking about today is your unique perspective on collaboration. And I have to tell you that uh, when you guys were on with us last Valentine's Day talking to us about collaboration and marriage, uh, it was just an aha moment for me. I had not uh, really thought about the way that you guys go about working with couples in that instead of addressing the problems, you find where they are on the same page, where they have a united front or, or a united um, passion or interest or, or goal, and you work forward from there. So maybe let's talk about that first. Maybe where did that, where did you understand the power of collaboration? What is the power of collaboration? Well, I know we both have some perspective on this that we want to share. I'll lead out real quick because Julie always likes to gather her thoughts a little bit, you know. So if I sound stupid, it's just because I'm trying to cover for her, okay? <laughs> That's part of collaboration 101. But it, in all seriousness, you know, God designed us, Marnie. He designed us very, very uh, intelligently and uh, uh, deliberately to have a desire, an innate desire to be a part of something bigger, bigger than ourselves. We, we, we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. It's innate in us, uh, and we want meaning. And, you know, one of the, the best and unfortunately sometimes one of the most missed opportunities for us to do that is in our marriage relationship. And hmm. so over the years, God just really showed us how this was a great opportunity. And like with any team, um, you know, a lot of times if, we're, if, if our focus is not in the, in the right mindset, in the right framework, then we tend to look at our differences as disadvantages or even problems. And we start trying to change the person to cause them to be more like us or to think more like we do. And um, it doesn't matter if it's a church, if it's a business, or if it's a sports team, or if it's a marriage. If, if, we are, if we share the exact same strengths and the exact same weaknesses and we all think alike, we're a really ineffective and lopsided team. So what we've learned to do and help others to do really that has uh, made such a difference in our home and in our businesses is really – try to understand those differences and leverage them as a positive um, and then come together. And uh, there's times when I need to yield to Julie because it's something in her strength and there's times that she needs to yield to me. And then sometimes we're just able to just blend those strengths and weaknesses together and uh, really sing. And that's, that's when it's the best. So mm. the thing that I would add to that is, 
we have over the last 20 years of working with one another realized that we can combat one another or we can celebrate one another's differences and take those differences and leverage them as strengths. So Greg's a master at this. He he really does um, have the ability to identify our individual strengths and then helps us as a team play to those strengths. And one thing that we've learned through marriage relationships, Marnie, through business, corporate trainings that we've done, the strongest companies, right, the companies that thrive, celebrate their differences and then leverage those differences as strengths. They build upon core values. They align themselves with people who share the same core values. And when we do that, um, our differences will be expressed, but those values will be a continuum that kind of guides us and leads us in our decision makings um, and to build towards what we really desire as a desired result. And so what we uh, intend to do in our relationship, what we encourage other couples or businesses to do, much like you brought about that we talked about in our last time together, is rather than talking about the problems or the obstacles, let's talk about what we desire as an end result. Let's talk about our desired outcome. And then in that, the collaboration comes because we're not competing with one another. We have a common vision, a common goal, and then it's just a matter of strategically aligning who has the best strength to get this accomplished. Okay, we work backwards to what needs to accomplish, be accomplished in order for us to have gotten to where it is that we desire to get to. And then it's just a matter like uh, putting in the team player that's best there. It's like you wouldn't put a linebacker in as a quarterback. And I'm not even going to go any further with that application because I know the last thing about sports. <laughs> I don't even know what a linebacker is. I mean, who's trying to kid here anyway? <laughs> the point is, is I'm not going I to I knew that word, Julie. Really. I knew that word. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. That's about all I know about football. You know, people ask, at who, who you root for the Super Bowl, and I'm like, who's the underdog? That's my common response every year. <laughs> I'm going to go for the underdog because that's just my name. By the way, when is it, right? (laughs) (laughs) So all that to say, collaboration, I think the the important part is we stop competing. We stop fighting for our way, and we begin to to discover the desired outcome and then play to those strengths as a team. Yeah, I love that. I'm sure you've got more questions, um, and I, I just, you know, to build on what Julie said there, is that okay? One more time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's 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 pull this down uh, into a little bit more everyday life. Like like you know, your listeners might be thinking, what are you talking about? What's that really mean in in the, in the day to day life? How do we actualize this? You know, and put it into action. And so, really, what it looks like is. Uh, let's say Julie and I reach a disagreement or there's tension around something or we're about to have a knockdown drag out fight, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, when we, when we realize that there is, there's this tension or whatever, then, you know, our, 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 our general as human beings, our knee jerk reaction is again, to try to fix the problem or to try to tell the other person what they need to change. And then the problem will go away. But if you've been married longer than about 10 minutes, you know that 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 usually doesn't work too good. In fact, it just creates accusation 
and resentment will probably pop up a little bit later on if it doesn't pop up immediately. So when we when we discovered this, we were we were implementing it in the business world, and we started uh, bringing it into the home like this. We reach a problem or a tension point, and we ask the question of one another. We're like, okay, clearly we're not on the same page here. So rather than trying to solve the problem, let's think about what is the desired result. That is a really key question. Instead of how do we fix the problem, change the question from a negative to a positive. The positive version of what, how do we fix the problem is what's the desired result. Now all of our thoughts and all of our energy are pointed towards all of our prayers, all of our actions, all of our discussion is pointed towards where we want to go. And since we do, in fact, gravitate towards what we contemplate, since, in fact, we do find what it is that we're looking for, since, in fact, we become as we think we are in our heart, since all of those things are true, then when we focus together on the desired result, then we're able to leverage our strengths together um, and agree on the desired result. Now, we might have to ask that question. In reality, we might have to ask it a couple of different times to get there. Right. You know, because if you ask me in the heat of the moment what's your desired result, I'm going to tell her, well, my desired result is that you wouldn't flip and do this and that you would do this. That's what my desired result is, you know. I'm just being honest. Is that okay? <laughs> Mine would be that I'd get my but, own way, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But but as we work through it and we toss that question back and forth, what we find is that we're finally able to land on what the common mm-hmm. ground is and what the common mm-hmm. result is that we're looking for, and then we just move towards that. Now, the problem gets addressed in the issue or in, the, in that process, rather, but so much more gets addressed when we approach life and business and collaboration and marriage that way because we build more than just the answer to the problem. We build a whole structure around something that's way more than fixing the problem but actually reaching a destination that we want to go together. Absolutely. This is Marnie Spudberg visiting today with Greg and Julie Gorman of GormanLeadership.com. We're going to take a little break and come back and talk about how to thrive in your marriage and other collaborative relationships. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring nearly 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg. You're joining us today for collaborative, sorry, creative collaboration in marriage and ministry and life with Greg and Julie Gorman. Julie is one of our speakers over at womenspeakers.com, and they also do a lot of speaking together. Uh, Greg and Julie, we want to talk next about how to thrive in marriage and other collaborative relationships. But I was thinking, um, you know, I, I work a lot with 
organizations, especially churches and missions groups in the United States and around the world to host women's events. And typically we collaborate with anywhere from a handful to dozens of churches and organizations to make any of these programs possible. Uh, so these big conferences, people come in sometimes from multiple countries for these. And when it's a picture to me of, you know, the collaboration we're talking about in marriage versus in, not versus, but also in business, in ministry, all of these things, when you have all of these different groups, everybody has their own perspective. Uh, everybody has their own doctrinal statement. Um, everybody, you know, these are things highly invested in. And so you just have to kind of lay some of that down at the door when you're going to do a collaboration. Mm-hmm. You have to just say, you know, we choose to see this final outcome of getting all these women into one place for one purpose, to turn their hearts toward Jesus. And we're going to lay everything else aside in order to accomplish this. And when we narrow that down to our marriages, then it's kind of, I don't know, from my perspective, that's kind of the same thing. Oh, it's so good. And, you know, the the thing that is, I think, the key part of collaboration um, as we were talking about the desired result, it's an agreed on desired right. result, right? It's a collective desired, agreed upon desired result. So when we think about like what you're talking about, when multiple organizations with multiple agendas, with multiple belief systems even, there that's where it really gets Uh, even more vital and more important to cast the vision. It's what is it that we truly desire and what is the desired outcome, not only for us, but for our legacy? Why are we coming together? And the more that we can isolate and agree on what it is that we are doing and why we are doing that, the stronger and more united we, we become. Because in that place then, Rather than resisting one another's perspectives, we begin to appreciate because we know that, okay, regardless of how um, any one of us would do this, here's what we know. We both want this. Uh, So then rather than resisting one another's perspectives, we begin to appreciate it. We, We have a friend who uses a beach ball, and he takes the beach ball and he says, what colors do you see? And depending on where you're sitting in the room, you might see red, white, and yellow. Or you might see yellow, white, and blue. Or you might see blue, white, orange. You know, it it just, but the truth is, is yes, you're right. Your perspective is right. And when we want to envision, the more that we can envision, our desired result really becomes kind of that beach ball. This is what we want to design. This is what we want to have. And it's going to take all of us to be able to accomplish that. That's where we can begin to really appreciate one another's differences. Um, We see it you know, in a more personal application with our kids. Uh, Greg is so beautifully gifted at bringing about excellence. And I am so beautifully gifted, if I could brag on what God did in me, is I'm in a constant epitome of an encourager. And so rather than resisting one another or having arguments right. in parenting, mm-hmm. 
we appreciate those strengths and qualities. At least we do today. Well, and, and understand <laughs> that as she describes that, she's putting it in very positive terms. You know what I mean? I was going <laughs> to say, cause... I want to dive into this a little further because I think that sounded so beautiful and blissful. But the reality of it is that those are two very, very opposite approaches to a situation. One is looking for excellence. Yep. And I'm going to drive to excellence. The other one is looking for building up a person's spirit and how they feel about themselves in the world. Those are two extremely different perspectives. So take us down mm-hmm. to take us down to a um, a practical scenario here. You're coming at this, Julie. You feel like Greg is just beating up one of the kids unnecessarily over this thing. <laughs> Greg, you're like Julie. Come on. This isn't anywhere close to what they could be doing here. So So, you're in the bedroom. The kids are out in the other room. You're in the bedroom. What does this conversation actually look like? (laughs) On a good day or a bad day? Well, I was going to (laughs) say 10 years ago or today. (laughs) You know, and I think that that's really important. I think that we haven't, we haven't actually talked about this, but you guys, you guys really have come a long way in your marriage. Yeah, no, I listen, we we appreciate that question and the specificity of it because you're right. The way that it used to look, and you know what, I think it's important to state how it used to look because I'm gonna tell you something. People look at our marriage today and our relationship and they think, Man, that's what I want, you know, and yeah. you guys are so lucky and they're right. We are very, very blessed. Um, uh, the, the flip side of that, however, is that, man, we have had to fight for it. We've had to invest in it. We've had to be intentional. We've had to get a lot of self-awareness and say to ourselves, self, you're kind of screwed up, and you need to realize that you got some accountability in this. And though it may seem that it's all his or her fault, it's not. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. And so we've had some real honest dialogue, but we used to fight about it. You know, it used to be Julie would say, Greg, Scripture says don't exasperate your children, you know. Oh, I played the Scripture card. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, of course, that would frustrate the tar out of me. And uh, I would say, Julie, I'm not sure exactly what Scripture says about it, but what I'm going to tell you is is that if you don't call your kids up to excellence – then life is going to beat them to a pulp because they're not going to have the temperance that it takes to survive in the real world. So you can see where we kind of went back and forth on it. And, uh, again, I'm probably still saying it in uh, positive terms. Um, it was it was bloody and gory there for a little while. But mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit really did a work in our heart, he changed our perspective. And what it looks like now is and we we are out of the presence of the kids there's times when man i'm just biting my cheeks bloody to not say anything while they're in the room because i'm frustrated you know but we hold it and then when we can calmly have the discussion one of the other of us will bring it up and it'll be like hey you know this happened with such and such and when you responded this way this is how that makes me feel And it kind of makes me feel like I'm the bad guy all the time and that every time I call them into you know, uh, excellence and and call them out for doing something wrong, you come along and coddle them so much that it undermines, or at least it feels like to me that it undermines what we did. And Julie might on the flip side say, you know, you got to give people a freaking break sometimes, pardon my expression. 
But you got to give people a break sometimes, you know. Um, you really wear people out all the time because you're you're gifted in seeing where we all, including yourself, need to do better and how it can be better. I'm a maximizer, right? But if you don't give a break someplace, then people do become exhausted. And so then we ask a better question. It's like, what do we want for our kids? Right. Right. We want our right. kids to be successful. We both agree that we want our kids successful. We both agree that they need to be prepared for the world. We both agree that they need encouragement because life is fragile. Uh, we both agree that they need both excellence and encouragement. Right. And so rather than resisting one another, oh, wow, hey, this is what we both want. Okay, so what in here are we resisting? What are some of the truths that we need to apply? What? Are, what how do we have that attainable what does it look like how do we work together in order to make sure we support one another and our kids for that desired outcome and when we do that marnie what's beautiful is we start working backwards and understand hey sometimes greg let me be the bad guy so this is an area of opportunity let me be the one who delivers that this time or vice versa hey why don't you be the one who goes in and just encourages? Let me kind of take away the cell phone or whatever the the, the punishment might be mm-hmm. or perceived punishment. And the other thing is, is we talk with our kids, hey, this is what we want. And what's so powerful is rather than just dictating to them, they understand the whys behind our decisions. Yeah. So rather than just really teaching them what to think, we begin to teach them how to think. And they begin to buy into and they begin to want the discipline. They understand why the parameters are being put in place because it's not a punishment. It's all towards a desired outcome that they agree. They want to be successful. And they need some parameters to be put in place to help them do that. And, and it just takes the punishment out of it so that not only are we then collaborating towards a desired result, our kids are bought into it, and they're having things taken away from them. They're like, yeah, this is a good decision. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> well, and just maybe to later. Add to that even, <laughs> maybe later. Yeah, right. Exactly. Fair enough. To add to that, too, you know, um, we, we've also, since we're talking about parenting, I think this is worth mentioning um we gain their buy-in too by by because we understand that what they want is they want privileges they want freedom that's what all kids want they want more privileges and more freedom and so they understand from the get-go we're like look we want you to have we want you to maximize your age has nothing to do with it you know uh, what 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 determines how much liberties you might enjoy um is how you demonstrate your ability to make good judgment calls with the liberties that you currently have are you demonstrating responsibility and things of that nature? And if you are, then we're going to put a little more slack in the rope, if you will. And uh, so they understand that if they if they get out there too far, then we're just going to reel them up just a little bit. And you know, b- the point is is that we are working together, and we've made it. We've communicated in this case, case since we're talking about kids, we've communicated to them: don't come to just one. You know, if you're going to send a text and ask if you can do something, you better copy both of us, or the answer is no. You know, that way it keeps them from playing against us. Does that make sense? Well, and I, that was something I really wanted to bring up because the number one thing that kids love to do is divide and conquer. You know, if, if I can get mom and dad against each other, I win from a child's perspective, which is a very limited short-term perspective <laughs> because they don't understand that that's really a lose. But this is what all kids are just great at doing is getting you separated and pitted against one another 
so that, you know, mm. the children themselves will say to mom, Julie, dad is always so mm. hard on me. Can't you just give me a break? And of course your heart just melts, you know, <laughs> and they go to Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they, and, and they, you know, they just play it against and they really get in the middle there. So the beauty of all of this is, the underlying beauty, I think, is that it does provide this really united front where you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're going to take a break here and talk about this when we come back. You're on the same team, which is part of the purpose for partnerships, where we have this clear vision of why why we're even doing this together. Why did God put us together? Why, could, why didn't he just have us do it alone? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and talk about that purpose of partnerships. Leaders across America rely on womensevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. Womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and you have joined us for creative collaboration in marriage, ministry, and life with our guests, Greg and Julie Gorman of GormanLeadership.com. You guys are going to take a little break here in the middle of our conversation about collaborative relationships, and we're going to dive into the purpose of any partnership. But I think that before, you know, what we were talking about is this united front that you can have. And I'm wondering if before we go into the purpose for partnership, if you would address when you have one partner who's not really willing to work at it. So you have one partner who's mm-hmm. willing, and then you have one partner who's heels in the ground. Um, I'm not budging. This is how I am. This is how it's going to be uh, like that. What, what would you What would you say to the partner who's listening and it's like, I really want to be in a partnership collaboration, but I feel like I'm alone. Well, I'll lead out on that. Um, you know, when, when we're asked questions like that, Marnie, I just want to preface by saying that we, we, we are very cautious not to give um, point answers. Uh, because yeah. your question is a very very serious question for the person who's in that situation. And by the way, we have clients that we're working with that are in that very situation. And sometimes it's very, very, very one-sided. I just had a conversation with somebody this last week and they, this person was uh, uh, disclosing all sorts of, of uh, differences that they shared that are, man, I mean, they're big. They are, they are at the very core philosophical different views on life and uh, worldviews even to a large degree. And uh, there's no question that, one, that that happens, and two, that uh, that it adds uh, <laughs> to the already uh, uh, interesting uh, difficulties, if you will, in marriage. Yeah. Um, so my, my first response may sound – I don't know. It may sound like something that people have heard before, but I I just want to encourage the listeners, don't tune me out. Please listen. The most effective thing, because listen, Julie and I used to be there. We we had areas that we absolutely were night and day on, and sparks would fly when those things would come up. 
the most effective thing that I know to do is to, in humility, number one, surrender that situation and or that person to Christ and to pray. And I'm not just saying the old canned, you know, we'll pray about it, you know. No, listen. What I'm saying is, is get your heart in a place where you understand who it is that you're praying to. Because here's the thing. Those of us who have grown up and we share the faith, okay, um, sometimes it's easy to become pretty comfortable with the fact that we are presenting ourselves to the king of kings. And, and the reality is, is that our prayers really do go before his throne. And it comes down, I think, many times, and this is not, again, just to take a dose of this and everything will be fine kind of thing, okay? But I do think that in all too many cases, at least in my life, I have a lack of actual belief and faith. Right? See, I want God. I want God to give me what I want, and that will boost my faith. But that's not really what it's about, is it? It's about believing that God has my best interest at heart, and whether He gives me what I want or not, He's, he's refining me in the fire. And that sounds all cool unless you're the one that's in the fire. <laughs> and then it's not. It's hot. And we squirm there. But I will tell you, I have seen God do things in people. I've seen him change marriages that, quite candidly, I wouldn't give a plug nickel for it. I'm just being honest with you. But with faith and belief that God is who he says he is, he is the only one that can change hearts. But when we step in ourselves and try to undermine his job and his authority by trying to impose what that person should do on them or how they should change on them, then human nature is going to cause them to become just like a mule. They're going to dig their heels in. It's human nature. It'll happen every single time. You would do it too. But when the Holy Spirit does it, he can get away with things that we can't. Jules? <laughs> yeah. I, so very tenderly because we live this and we understand it. And truthfully, Greg, from his perspective, could have said I was dragging and digging my feet in. And vice versa, I could say, oh, my goodness, was he ever dragging his feet, right? We could get into this contest. And I think that the important thing that we do in situations like you just described, Marnie, is we need to stop and be very, very careful because you will find what you're looking for. And so the part that we participate in, the truth is, is we cannot control we cannot change another human being. The only thing we have control over is how we react, how we respond, and what we meditate on. And so that's where the power comes in, because the power comes in, we can begin to look for what we love about that individual, not what's lacking. We can't choose to concentrate and meditate on and believe the best and practice praising what it is that we love about them. There you go. Not what's lacking. And the more that we do that, the more that they're drawn to us. And then that obstinance of I'm not ever going to, this is just how I am and by golly you can deal with it. Well that's okay because God can deal with that part. So beginning with what Greg said and then our part in it is we look for what we love. Right. Not what's lacking. We choose to serve instead of expecting to be served. 
And especially in a marriage relationship, the one place that we often let our guard down is in that relationship because it's the one place where we've served and we've given and we've expended all of our energy and we come home and the one person that should be on our team, the one that should be filling us up (laughs) is dragging their feet and digging their heels in because they want to be served. They want to be loved. So our part in it, we find what we love, not what's lacking. We serve instead of expecting to be served. We practice praise. We believe the best. And we come to that painful place that Greg began with, and that is that we don't have the power or control to change another human being. So rather than retreat, we surrender. And there's a difference. Retreat is we go back, we become calloused, we put up guards, we withdraw, we lick our wounds, and we feed everything that's negative about the other person, where surrender says, God, I have no power over this. It's all you. It's all you. So you're going to have to. And, and God, by the way, would you change in me the things that need to be changed so that I can love this person like you love them? Because I know that you designed them. I know that you put us together. Help me to do all the things of loving, serving, not expecting, and help us to unite on a common vision. And eventually what happens that we've discovered, the more that we would do those things, the more easy we could begin to agree on things. And the more that we would have a desired outcome. So even if we had two different approaches to that outcome, we did have something we agreed on. And you know what I realized? Marnie, I have to change in order to accomplish that end result. Greg can't tell me that I need to change. And likewise, Greg would realize, oh, there's some areas I need to soften or I need to change so that we can have this desired outcome. And those changes then become something that we desire. And once we desire it, and it's truly our desire, that's when change happens. It is, and our conversations today are much, much different, Marnie, where they started out similar to what you're, you know, the essence of your question um, today, you know, on, on a good day, at least, <laughs> I'd say the majority of the time, we, we have a lot of proactive communication today where we're asking, you know, um, where do you think I, what do you think I need to do differently in my parenting? Or, Hey, what's your perspective on this financial situation? Or, you know, have I been, you know, X, Y, or Z and, and tell me what that feels like. When, I mean, we really do have those kind of conversations now. Um, years ago, that seemed like, you know, more than impossible. It just seemed like impossible. It just really did. Well, right? and really, the, uh, we really appreciate that question. As an outsider looking in, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of trust and safety that's been built up inside your marriage in order for you to feel safe asking those kind of questions with each other. You know, there's, there's been a lot yes. of healing a lot of healing there. One of the things that I like to remember when going through a tough season in marriage is that God is fighting for my marriage. I just love it that it was him that said, when you put two together, don't let anybody separate them. That's God's idea. That it isn't just me saying, yes, I'm committed to this marriage or something like that. It is God saying, this is the, this is the partnership. This is the collaboration that I am most interested in in your whole life. <laughs> this is it. And I'm fighting for your marriage. And that gives me so much confidence and hope 
during the seasons when communication has broken down or, you know, it seems like, you know, we're trying to head different directions or something like that. Uh, it's always coming back to, and Greg, you, you did such a good job of trying not to minimize this prayer thing because it isn't minimized. It is huge to just come back and to say, God, because I know that you are more invested in my marriage than even I am, mm-hmm. then I can trust you. You know, I can trust you with my partner and I can trust you with my own needs. I can just go forward trusting you. Let's go ahead and talk a couple minutes about this purpose of partnership. Because first of all, I would say the first purpose of partnership is to humble us, to help us recognize that we don't have all the answers and our perspective isn't always perfect. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Well, you know, you'll often hear us uh, say that there's two things that God puts in your life to keep you humble. One is marriage and two is kids. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, those are the folks, family, get to see us right. on our A game and not so much, you know. Mm-hmm. So they really get to see the true us, and that's why – in the book, Two Are Better Than One, we really, we really talk about the fact that when it comes to marriage purpose and, and having a unified purpose, if we, can, if we can, before we try to conquer the world outwardly, I suppose, or to try to live a facade you know, and get people to buy into an image that we want to project – If we can really practice – and by the way, none of us are perfect, and we all blow it. And all of these scenarios that we've talked about so far, by the way, for the listener, everybody has those. I don't care how good your marriage is. So um, you know, it it, things pop up, and there's always disagreements. It's it's what we do with them and how we handle them that matters. So if somebody's thinking maybe you know that they're in a losing game because they don't have it, you know, like we do, just understand that everybody deals with it from time to time, disagreements and such. But I think that if we can really get it right in our home, if we can run the basic plays, every successful team that I've ever seen, again, whether that's a business team or a, um, uh, a ministry uh, or a, 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 a sports team, they have, two, they have a couple of things in common. One, they know where they're going. And I think so often, particularly in marriage, we forget to ask what we really want and why it is that we're coming together, why we are together, and where it is that we hope to end up together. What I'm talking about is creating a vision, a unified vision that we agree on. Because, see, when we do that, then what we can do is when, when, we, when we list those out, and Julie and I like to do it separate, and we still do it annually – uh, and, and, and we do it individually, and then we come together and we look for, for ways that they cross over or complement one another. And then we have a shared vision, and, and when we have a shared vision, in other words, a shared destination that we're moving toward together, it helps us leverage better and collaborate better. And we can ask ourselves, you know, what, what can each one of us bring to the table to help us end up in this place that we're wanting to go. So I would love to brag on our team. I think the reason why we have team and the reason why we have partnership, you know, Greg and I are one part of the uh, equation. And with that, you might call call me in sense uh, the content creator initially, the puke on the page, the uh, paint on the canvas. 
Greg is going to come along and he's going to maximize and he's going to make that painting more brilliant, more vibrant. And together we create what we think is a masterpiece, right? Make a happy little tree. Yeah, he's going to make a happy little tree. <laughs> now, with that, then then we get into okay, well, how do we get this content in front of? So here's what we are passionate about: moving the needle for marriages, to bring back Jesus into the hearts of our home, to have husbands and wives connected, to have them laugh, have fun, have conversation, to not be combative, but to be again partners in this thing we call life. But it's more than just living and surviving as a couple; right. it's living God's purpose as a couple. So as mm-hmm. we cast that vision, here's the beautiful thing: God brings along people like Sam our web designer, who's brilliant. You can look past all my technical, lack of technical knowledge. I'll say, you know, upload when it's really download or download what's supposed to be uploaded. He sees past all of that. He's bought into the vision, and he takes the content and puts it in a web design that's palatable. We have Melissa who comes along with social media, and she takes our heart, and she replicates it. In, in uh, short little memes on our site and brings in engagement. We have a sales team that helps us with deliverables, that looks at our pricing points, that brings in, oh, you know what, you guys are, you're just telling what you're doing. You're not really marketing to the need that people have. And then we have Dennis, who's a videographer. Now, look, I could bring out my cell phone, and I could grab hold of it and do a recording, and I could put it out on the web but I'm only going to go so far. I could write a book, but it's only going to go so far. It's going to go as far as I can take it. And I love the scripture that says one can put a thousand to flight to 10,000, right? Uh, the verse out of Ecclesiastes, pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. This road that we've chosen to walk, man, when you start fighting for marriages, let me tell you, there's an onslaught of an attack that is also uh, fighting for marriages. And as much as God is for us, we have an enemy that's against us. And so the power of team, the power of partnership is that when we're down, others help us up. When we lack the ability, they have the know-how and they carry it much farther and are able to sustain it because of their gifts and their talents that we just don't have. Yeah, the short no, answer is simply this. We're, we're better together. If we're pulling together and we're right. working together, we're better together, you know? Right. Uh, so we have to be intentional about that because Julie's right. There is an enemy of our soul. He hates our guts, and he wants to do everything in the world that he can to tear us apart because he knows how powerful we can be when we realize that the real enemy is not our spouse, but it is, in fact, the enemy of our soul. Yeah, I think of I think of sin as all you know all equal in that one sin is enough to separate us from God, and it doesn't matter if it's a white lie or murder. But in the same uh, breath, then there is this hierarchy of sin that has devastating toll on human on mankind, and so murder is a terrible sin because it snuffs out a life and a marriage that isn't working, a marriage that is is in crisis or uh, breaking apart is uh, is a high expensive toll on the lives of everybody involved and, and that for that reason it's it's um, so painful for us to go through it but it's pain, it's a it's a worse sin I'm gonna say 
because uh, because of the toll that it takes on human life, which is the other reason that I think Satan wants to break them apart, not only just to inflict pain. The other reason is because it's a picture of God in the church. So uh, God describes uh, Jesus as the bridegroom and the church as the bride. And so you've got a man and a woman, and they're coming together into a marriage. And again, this is something that Satan wants to really destroy, that picture, that beautiful picture that we have in our hearts of, of Christ in the church. So there's all these attacks on on uh, marriages that are affecting us going forward. And there are also attacks on any kind of collaboration that you want to do for Christ's sake for the same, the same purposes. Anything that's going to be done better because there's more people involved is going to come under attack. We're going to take one final last break here and come back and talk about creating healthier relational habits for best possible results. We'll be right back. ready to experience your best life possible and share biblical success principles with others? Register for the SPY Coach Certification Program today. SPY or S-P-I stands for Success Principles Intensive. It's a six-hour online program that equips you to fully comprehend and train biblical success principles. You can check it out today over at Marnie.com. It's available as part of the mentorship program, or you can buy it as a standalone certification program. Learn more now at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are coming into the end of the hour here with our guests today, Greg and Julie Gorman of GormanLeadership.com. And you guys, this has been such a fun time already. We want to make sure to get to this last section here about some healthy relational habits. And before break, Greg, you were talking about teams, um, teams that you know, like sports teams, and they have, they have things that they routinely do to improve their performance. And I know that you guys have thought a lot about this in marriage, things that we can do that are just going to increase the likelihood of us being successful in that collaboration. So maybe just take that away. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that, that where Julie and I like to start because we found so much power in this, God really spoke to us uh, as we prepared to write actually the last two books that we wrote for relationships. And the last the last actually the last publication that we released is called Married for a Purpose. And that's that's our new website by the way, marriedforapurpose.com. And uh, same thing for Facebook, but um but the but the devotional is and, and this is not so that I can talk about the devotional, but there's a there's a principle in here that that I'm pointing back to to answer your question, Marnie. Um our publisher asked us to write a 365-day devotional. And we really prayed about that, and, and uh, we got ready, and we were, we were like, yes. you know. And, and one of the things they mentioned was that 365-day devotional sell really well. And uh, Julie and I are in a season of life where you know, we're, we want book sales to be good, and you know, we've got financial needs just like anybody does. But the more we prayed about it and thought about it, we thought, you know, what we want is we want, we want effectiveness. We want the message to get out, and when it gets out, we want it to be – packaged in such a way that it makes a difference for people. And so what we, what we did was we focused on the habits of our thoughts, and we made it a 52-week devotional because what we realized is that couples aren't going to come together and do a devotional every day. There will be a few who might do that, 
But there will be way more who could think, you know what, all right, yeah, I'm down with doing like 15, 20 minutes a week, and then a thought assignment. So I said all that to say this. It begins on what it is that we focus on. It begins in our thoughts. If we want to have a better marriage, then number one, we've got to focus on working on ourselves. As Julie mentioned earlier, I am the only person I can change. I cannot change anybody else. I can't do it. That's God's job. I can't do that any more than I can grow an oak tree. I can plant the seed. I can water it. I can create the right environment. But if God doesn't cause that thing to sprout and take off growing, it ain't going to happen. So when we work on our own minds and we begin to take inventory of our own thoughts specifically, then that begins to shape our actions and how we respond. And as that happens, then, of course, we're literally – creating a new life for ourselves. Jules, you got some specifics on that, that that you could add some color to the picture we started here? Yeah, so I think that, you know, we we opened the book with concentrating your attention on God's intention. And that's where uh, when we begin to work towards the common vision, the common purpose that God has for our life, we begin to work in unity rather than all of the things that go along with me asserting my rights or Greg asserting his. We, we come to a point where this is the reason why we're together. God has a purpose for Greg. He has a purpose for me. And when we married, here's his purpose for our marriage. And then we bring in all kinds of stuff like improve yourself, not your spouse. Believe the best about each other. And any one of these you could stop and talk on for oh, like yeah. a long time. You it, know? Inspire the best. Prefer one another's needs over your own. Celebrate your differences. Live like a tourist. When you can't change how you feel, change the way you think. Practice praise. You know, it's, there's, there's literally 52 different um, habits. It, so it's new habits of thinking to welcome a higher way of living. And so we, we designed that book with that particularly in mind that as we concentrate, right, as we deliberately choose to put new habits in place, that's when we start moving towards our happily ever after. Uh, we, we love the, the thought that it's our um, actions, not our intentions, that determine our end destination. And so what we want to do is we want to begin to take all of the best of intentions uh, to celebrate, to live forward, to live united. And we put some practicality to develop those habits. So it's more than just a want to, we now have follow through on that want to. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we just try to take on too much, don't you? You know, I mean, we, 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 we have a revelation. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to change some things. And then we make this big, long list of all these things, and tomorrow I'm going to turn over a new leaf. And, uh, you know, the, the, the truth is is that that almost always fails. Uh, and sometimes we have even set other people up to fail by giving them lists that even they agree to. Like, yes, I'm going to change this list right, right. and this. <laughs> But if we can, if we can, you know, the old proverbial, you've heard it, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? If we can just take one thing and make steady improvement in that. And so what we found is that if we make an intentional uh, a thought that we want to cultivate and marinate on and, and work on all week long, then, you know, it's just one thing at a time. So, Marnie, you know, in a practical way. It's, uh, we talked about earlier, choosing to serve instead of expecting to be served. 
one of the reasons why we came up with this membership for 2019, where we literally are going to have two coaching calls uh, where people can participate, ask uh, Q&A, then we're going to do that on a monthly basis where they can interact with us more personally mm-hmm. twice a month. We're going to have a weekly deliverable, right, of eight to ten minutes of a video that sent them. Why are we doing that? The reason we're doing that is because we know that every couple wants more. Even if you have the best of a relationship, you want more. You want more laughter. You want more connection. You want to maintain that relationship. But if we're not careful, our intentions get left at the door, and we don't follow through with the action. So um, we're going to take things like how do you serve? What does that really look like? And we're going to work backwards. So if we're serving one another, what are some practical things? And get people the time and the space to make it work for them. So I might share one of my best practices that before my feet hit the floor, I literally ask myself, God, show me one way that I can demonstrate your love today to my kids. How can I bring out the best in my husband? And I make that prayer every single day before I put my feet to the floor. That's one practical way that I do that. We're going to have a community that begins to share their best practices so that we can adopt and adapt our life to be able to take actions to what we say matters most and to live it out more practically every single day. Hmm, I love that. And, you know, I love the, I love the idea of having lots of choices and short lists of to do's because (laughs) we're all so unique. You know, what, what feels good to somebody might feel bad to somebody else, but yet somebody else down the road will share something that's like, Oh, now I can do that. That sounds like me, you know? and, And I think that that's what I really love about, you guys and what you do for couples and, um, you know, even in ministry business is that you look at, you look at where's the, where's the best, where's the potential, where's the joint, the joint desire, the, you know, the outcomes that you share, the things that you want to both see. And you focus on that instead of, again, going back to focusing on the things we have different, how are we going to get past this one? You know, (laughs) it's just such a beautiful beautiful way to address it. We just have about two minutes left. Greg, uh, do you have an example of something that you do, uh, a habit that you do that builds up your marriage? Yeah, I do. Thanks for asking. Um, I, I think for me, there's, there's a couple different things. One, uh, I pray for my wife every day. Uh, I, I pray for my wife every day. And one of the things that I do really practically is I grab uh, my calendar and i write randomly um at least once a week to tell julie that i love her and that's not so that i remember to say the words because i tell her that multiple times every day but what it does when i've got it in my calendar is it makes me stop and take a few minutes to actually think Hmm. how can i express that to her in a new and unique way today and it just it just we all get so busy. It's not that we're bad people, you know, or anything like that. There's just a lot going on in life on any given day. So um, if there is a prompt to keep me awake and not asleep at the wheel, um, then it causes me just to take a few minutes and go, okay, what what is she how does she really need? How can I express this to her today? And it may be doing the dishes, cooking dinner. It may be taking her out to, on a date or you know, any number of things. Sometimes I write a bunch of little notes and I stash them in places that I think it'll take her at least a week or two to find. You know, they're in the freezer, they're in the refrigerator, they're in her underwear drawer, you know, they're everywhere, right? And they're just little things that, that are very heartfelt 
that I want her to know when she uh, comes across that that I think will make her smile. Mm, I love that. This hour has flown by, and as usual, you guys just brought so much quality just thinking and, and sharing here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for your lives, and thank you for how you're using them to help us help us all. <laughs> Uh, you're such a blessing, and we appreciate your questions. They're great. Yeah, and thank you for the opportunity of sharing our heart. You're just a beautiful woman, and I can't wait to see you again. So when you get over this side of Florida, right, east side, west side, <laughs> come see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds good. Well, so much fun. You guys want to be sure to go check out on the website, marriedforapurpose.com. That's where you're going to get the information about the upcoming uh, telephone. A seminar that they're doing on the 25th as well as details about their new program that's coming up and also if you want to um, learn more about their leadership that's over at gormanleadership.com it's been a delight to have you all with us here today we are out of time and so until next time I hope you have a wonderful afternoon have a great day bye-bye <laughs>